Hello and welcome to Nourish with Nicole, the podcast where we discuss all things holistic health and wellness. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm a holistic health coach and I have helped over hundreds of people change their lifestyle, build better habits, lose weight, gain confidence, all with a holistic, natural approach. I'm here to help you understand that taking care of your entire self from your body, mind, and soul has many benefits that will help you be successful on your journey of health. This podcast is designed to educate, inspire, and motivate. Grab your coffee and let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Welcome back to the Nurse with Nicole podcast. I hope you're having a fabulous day. We are joined here again with Coach Yannicka to talk about some fun, exciting things. So just give me a minute here and we are going to get things set up. Today, we are talking about overtraining and some of the side effects of overtraining. So we're going to give you some reasons to why you might be overtraining and some things to look out for impacts it has on your body, the mind and like the mindset, the hormones, everything like that. I just recently shared my previous story on my social media about how I used to overtrain. So I used to overtrain significantly going like five, six, seven days a week, weight training plus doing cardio. And I know back then I didn't have a lot of knowledge. So I know I was not doing the proper recovery in terms of rest, sleep, stretching, and even nutrition to support that. So welcome, Yannicka. We're going to dive into it and just um, let everyone know that you're here. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So yeah, let everyone know what we're going to be discussing today. Yeah. So we're going to talk about what is overtraining exactly? You know, what does that look like? How can we identify if we're overtraining? Because I think the idea of overtraining might be skewed, what we associate with it. We'll talk about things that you can look for in your body, signs um, that you may be overtraining and just ways that you can mitigate it or put some things into practice day to day that'll help you not overtrain, I guess, or overcome some of those barriers. So let's talk about you. Have you come from a background of overtraining? Absolutely. I would say it was definitely before I started with Nourish. And it was when I first started going to the gym because you get those, what they call them, the newbie gains, right? Generally, when you first start lifting weights, if you've never done it before, your body responds fairly quickly. You, If you don't have a lot of muscle mass, the second you start lifting weights, your body is going to start changing. You'll see some body recompositioning. And I know for myself, when I started seeing those things, I was like, well, the more I do, the more I'm going to get. So there's definitely a period of time I was in the gym easily, like you said, five, six, seven days a week, sometimes doubling up workouts on a day. If I was worried, I would miss one later on in the week. And it definitely took its toll. But again, You don't recognize that often when you're in it because you're just so focused on wanting to improve. Nobody's going to the gym generally as a as a means of punishing themselves, right? We're there because we want to change ourselves. We want to see these changes in our body. So we think what we're doing is always positive thing. It's a good thing. Um, And we often overlook, like you said, the negative impacts that it can actually have on what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, 100%. So I I remember when I started working out too, it's like you have this goal, you have, you're determined to accomplish this goal and you're like, oh my God, if I miss a day, like I'm going to get behind or I'm not going to progress as much as I want to. Or you start to like really love the gym and like that, that muscle burn or like that muscle pump or whatever. And you just want to keep going back for more and more and more. But we need to give our muscles time in between to recover because um, if you don't, then you're basically 
doing more harm than good. So rest is just as important as training. So let's talk about that. And let's talk about some of the, the negative impacts, how it can lead to have on our body. Yeah. So I think it's important for people to understand that overtraining isn't directly tied to how many days you're going to the gym or how long your gym, how long your gym session is. Overtraining speaks to how well your body is recovering from what you're doing at the gym, whether that's seven days a week or three days a week, that doesn't matter. Overtraining is going to be indicative or indicated by your, your recovery. So I've often heard, and maybe you've heard it too, where they say your workout is only good as your recovery. So it doesn't matter how much damage, so to say you are putting onto your muscles at the gym, the gains from that workout is only going to come afterwards. And it's going to be dependent on how good your recovery is. So when we talk about overtraining, what we're really talking about is people not allowing their bodies time to properly recover from that workout. Um, so I mean, if you're going to the gym three days a week, but you're going for two hours, and you're really stressing the body, and there's not enough time in between, that's still considered overtraining. Yeah, sorry, I was gonna say, and nutrition wise too, right? Which you're probably going to get into. Yeah. Yeah. So if we were to first to look at just the impacts or signs that you might experience at the gym that you're overtraining. So even when you're doing your workout, if you're overtraining and under recovering, you will feel things like lack of intensity. So maybe you were once upon a time, like even two weeks ago, you were really able to complete an exercise and still feel good. Suddenly it starts to feel hard. You're not able to utilize progressive overload. So you're not finding yourself getting stronger. You're not finding your reps going up. You're struggling to keep that tension in your exercise. So even while you're at the gym, you're already noticing, hmm, I'm not showing signs of improving. And it's likely because your body has not recovered properly. And so your muscles don't actually have any more to give you. They are still trying to recoup from the damage you did days before. In your normal like day-to-day -day life, you will notice things like you are tired. <laughs> your immune system has likely taken a bit of a beating. So you're maybe feeling sluggish or under the weather. You're just lacking energy. You will also notice things like lack of interest or motivation to even go do go to the gym to do your workouts where before maybe you really look forward to them now your body's like it's sore it's achy you're tired you don't even want to go all of these things are telling you you need to take a look at your recovery and then like you mentioned obviously nutrition is its own piece to this but yeah i guess we should take a look at what supports proper recovery because that's that's probably more what that's into well yeah no everything that you said is like 100% and I can think back to the times where I, where I, that was me. Right. And it's just like, you're like, Oh my God, I just got to go. I'm just going to push through it. It's okay. And it's like, at the same time, you're like there and you're like, Oh my God, like, should I be here? Or should I not be here? And I even go through that sometimes like right now, like I will have that, like, like that dialogue in my head. It's like, okay, I'm not feeling good. My shoulder hurts. Like my back's a little bit sore, but it's, but it's a gym day. I got to go. Well, no, but you shouldn't because you, you're not feeling good. So like when you go, you're not going to have a good workout and you're going to just regret it. Well, no, it's better. It's better to go than not to go you kind of have that dialogue right so I, I do that all the time still yeah. and then I usually am not go rather than go because I know that's best for my body and like you mentioned at the very beginning there's like that new new gym kind of ego I guess you could call it where you're like you always want to go and like you're just so dedicated because you're new to the gym and you have that goal but at the same time when you're new to the gym you don't probably have a lot of knowledge on nutrition and that's where that recovery comes into because when people are trying to lose weight they always think like less is more or less is better um so then they're not doing like the proper recovery for nutrition afterwards right so we can kind of talk on that and how that's going to be damaging and not going to support our body as well absolutely so when we think when we go to the gym um your body is going to tap into your energy reserves so 
whatever you ate before, whatever your body has stored as energy, that's where you're going to be tapping into. So this is going to come in the car in the form of carbs. So your carbohydrates that you eat are going to convert into your body into glycogen, which is the stored energy, which is in your muscles and in your liver. That's what gets tapped into when you go like doing exercises. It's that quick burst of energy, which is like what you and I are learning about right now in our in our stuff. So after a workout, you have depleted your muscles of glycogen, which means that they have no stored energy left in them, obviously, depending on how hard you're pushing. But the idea is exercise has depleted it, you need to eat carbohydrates after complex carbohydrates, I should add after your workout in order to replenish the glycogen in your body. If you do not, your muscles are going to be tired, they're going to be fatigued, and you're going to lack energy for the rest of the day, let alone for the following day, if you're planning on making it back to the gym. The other thing you need to look at as well is your protein. So we know that when we are lifting weights, we are literally creating small tears in our muscles. This gets repaired by muscle protein synthesis, where the body pairs the muscle by building it back up, but it requires protein. If you are lacking protein in your meals, especially following your gym sessions, your body is lacking the resources in order to rebuild the damage that you've caused. So now you try to go back to the gym while your muscles definitely aren't bigger or stronger because they are still torn. They did not get a chance to actually repair properly. And injury prone as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's talk about that. So if you are, think about if you're fatigued, right? If your mood is down, if your body is sore, whatever the case is, if you're having that internal dialogue already, be like, oh, should I go today? This isn't feeling great. And you get yourself there. There's a really good chance that you are not going to be focusing on your movements the way that you would when your body is properly recovered. If something is feeling weak or fatigued and you're not tuned into that, you may start overcompensating with another area of your body. And I think often for those of us who go to the gym, it's our low back. We tend to pull with our low back instead of our legs or whatever the case is. And like you said, that's where injury comes in. Pair that with the fact that your body is already run down and tired. And now mentally, you're not really focusing on your cues or the conventions that you know you should be. You're not going to benefit from the workout in the way that you think you will. 100%. Yeah. And like you said, if you're fatigued and you're not, and you're sore, you're not going to be able to like, kind of like have that muscle mind connection if your, your mindset's not there. Right. So that's another important factor to know if you're like not having the proper recovery, not proper nutrition. Those are two things right there that are going to um, lead to injury. And then you're going to be out for longer than you like you want to be. Absolutely. And we need to recognize that any type of exercise is a stress on the body. As much as we know that exercise is good for us, whether that's your cardio and you're increasing your cardiovascular endurance, or whether that's strength and resistance training, and you are building up your body's muscles, which we know is like fantastic long term, it is still a stress on your body. And as we get older, we naturally have more day to day stress in our lives, our jobs, our families, our doctor's appointments, whatever the case is, all of that stress is already relevant in your life, whether you recognize it or not. So when we then look at exercise, and instead of thinking like, oh, this is my break from my day to day, we consider it as this is another stressor that I add to my day to day, we have to be ready to provide it with the proper resources in order to recover from it. Otherwise, if we're just like, oh, I'm just working out, but I don't do anything to follow up that workout. Well, all you have done is added additional stress to your body and additional stress to your life and additional stress to even your mental state. And we know what stress does to the body. So we need to address the workout extends much further than the hour that you spend working out. It extends hours afterwards, days afterwards. Let's talk about stress. <laughs> yep. Stress. Oh, everybody's, everybody's body. So when we are stressed, 
cortisol, our stress hormone spikes up. And some cortisol is healthy and it's natural. Your body actually releases a little bit of cortisol every single morning when you wake up as a means of like, hey, time to wake up, time to get things going, bodily functions start going. When we have added cortisol into our body through our own actions, by doing things like stressing it, by going to the gym, we're pushing up cortisol. And if we are not, again, addressing that, if we're not having proper recovery, well, cortisol is going to lead to a myriad of problems, specifically your inflammation, your fatigue, your fight or flight response is high alert and not to mention digestion. And we know how stress, right, is going to slow down digestion. Well, we just talked about the importance of nutrition and making sure that you're getting the proper food in. Well, if you're getting the proper food in, but your stress is up here, your body's still not reaping the benefits from it the way that it should. So it's not a matter of isolating things like, oh, I'll do my workout and that's one box. It's I'll do my workout, plus I'll have good nutrition, plus I'll make sure I take care of my body afterwards, plus I'll stretch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We can't look at things in isolated boxes. And to touch on like the digestion and the nutrition. So we're talking about fueling your body properly after a workout. Um, I also want to make an important point in like when you're done your workout, like don't think that like you have to run to your vehicle and like just eat all the food right away. There is. So obviously we just talked about like working out is putting stress on the body. And when you're working out, like obviously your digestive system isn't working, like your body's focusing on like the muscle work and all that other things rather than your digestion. So it's important to know, like you should wait at least like 20, 30, 40 minutes for your body to go back into that, like that rest and digest stage. Because if you consume like a really big meal, as soon as you're done your workout, you might might feel really bloated or uncomfortable or gassy or whatever that may be. So it's important to like come home, relax, settle down and then consume your food because then your body's ready for that digestion. It's just like anything else that we talk about how important digestion is like, don't be walking, don't be driving because your body's not primed for that digestion. And then if that happens, you're not going to be putting the nutrients like we talked about that protein where it needs to go, right? So the digestion process and the absorption process is going to look a little bit different. And I'm glad you brought that up because yes, like when we're working out, all of our blood flow is going to your muscles because that's what the body's requiring. So like you said, it's, it's being diverted from other areas in your body like normally your digestive tract. And when we're restricting blood flow to a specific part of our body, well, it's obviously not going to be as operational as normal, right? Those muscles aren't contracting the same way that they would normally because your body is focused on what you're doing elsewhere. I would also say we have to, we should keep in mind, what are you providing your body during your workout? Obviously water is a, is like a obvious one I want to say, but we need to consider too, when we are working out, when you are sweating, you're losing a lot of other things as well, like minerals and and vitamins and micronutrients even. So things like your potassium, for example, sodium, obviously hydration. So another reason why your post-workout nutrition is so important is because it also needs to replenish all of those things that you lost, all of those things that your body sweated out. So like your electrolytes, right? If all you're doing is like guzzling water and then after your workouts, you're like, oh, I'm going to crush a protein bar. You're not meeting the body's needs. You're not replacing what you have lost. And not only do we need to replace what we've lost, we almost need to go above and beyond that so that the body can now repair. No, that's a good point for sure. So I know for a fact, like anytime I'm, I'm done my workout, like I literally put sea salt in my EAAs when I'm drinking them. Um, and then I also put sea salt on my post-workout meal as well, because that's one thing that we're, if we're going to be sweating, sometimes I don't sweat a whole lot, but I'm still 
secreting things um, and it's using those things up in my body. Yeah. And if the body doesn't have those things to tap into, it's going to start tapping into other areas and other sources. Um, and that's, again, where we're going to see poor recovery. You'll see even poor workouts. If you are lacking sodium and hydration during your workout, you're asking for cramps. <laughs> And we all know what happens when you cramp during your workout. You're probably like calling it a day. You're not getting much from it, right? And it's because your muscles are dehydrated. 100%. Yep. So talking about that. So some some other negative impacts of, of over-exercising, not taking proper recovery. Yeah. So obviously we've talked about um, just the body's not going to be able to keep up. But that general, like your, your sleep is going to be impacted because your body just can't recover. It's your fight. Think about like your stress levels are going to be, I think, at the center of a lot of that and your fight, flight, freeze response because you're running off of cortisol at that point. So your body is literally just responding to constant stimulus. And when that happens, we're not, we know we're not digesting things properly because again, blood flow is going elsewhere. Now your, your primitive brain is concerned about keeping you alive because we need to realize that while we know, oh, but it's just a workout, your brain doesn't recognize it as that. Your brain recognizes the stress that you're putting on it the way that it would recognize any type of stress or danger. And it's going to respond the same way. So if you were being chased by a bear, obviously, like you're not going to sleep very well because your body's going to be like, oh my gosh, like I got to be ready for this at any point in time. You're likely not going to be thinking very rationally or clearly or processes. Emotions are going to be um, a little bit off or skewed hormones are going to be interrupted and we can just see it's it, it trickles down like we know how interconnected the body is and how everything that we do is going to have an impact on another thing which is why I go back to the idea of that we can't say oh here's my workout and it's separate from the rest of my life because it's it's not yeah and like in touch on the hormones too like I can look back to when I like competed or even in like prior to that it's like I know from where I came from like I overtrained like I overtrained significantly I didn't take the proper recovery when it came to like sleep or hydration or even um nutrition so there were very many times and months and years where I went um without cycles due to all these things like we said it's it's all connected so if you're someone that is new to the gym or or listening and you know that maybe potentially this is you and you're overtraining and you're not giving your proper uh, recovery and nutrients and you're not getting your cycle maybe just kind of look at your recovery and see if you are need to take more rest days and um and support the proper nutrition needed and give yourself that proper post-workout meal. That's, that's also important as well. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that body's if you're, if you're, for example, like losing your cycle or you're noticing a disruption in hormones, and sometimes that's something like even like sex drive is going to decrease. You need to address that because again, that's your body telling you that it's in that, like that survival state. It's not thinking about regulating other bodily functions because that is your reproductive system is going to be one of your functions, but if your body is just focused on keeping you alive because it is that taxed and it's that stressed out where like it's not getting proper nutrition. So it's not recovering at all. And it's constantly on high alert of like another stressor, another stressor that needs to be addressed because I would say by the time that you're losing your cycle and things, it's probably already had a significant impact on you, but it's just, that is something that it's obvious to see the difference. Whereas day to day, we often discredit losing sleep or being moody or having low energy, or like you said, just not wanting to go to the gym, right? Sometimes we're like, am I lazy? Am I this, right? Those things are easy to talk ourselves out of and to just blame on X, Y, Z. But ideally, we want to catch that overtraining aspect and that impact on our body before we get to those bigger complications, because I'm sure you can speak to it. It's a 
it's a longer road to recovery. It's not a matter of overnight. Oh, I'll cut down my workout. No, it's, it's going to take more than that. It can take sometimes years, right. months. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree 100%. So um, is there anything else, Janica, that you wanted to touch in or add that you um, thought was important for the listeners to know? Just want to, with your part of your recovery. So we talked about like making sure you've right. got time in between, making sure your nutrition is good, that sleep and stuff. I would just also say, make sure that part of your workout or recovery post-workout is stretching and foam rolling that body. Um, because Again, sure, you're giving it during your workout and your muscles are contracting. But if all we're doing is contracting muscles over and over and over, and we never allow them to actually expand or lengthen again, and we don't allow that blood flow to go back to all the areas, you are going to be in pain, you're going to be sore, and you're range of motion, things like that are going to decrease. So if you're, if it's a, if it's a time factor you're like, I don't have time. Well, address the length of your workout because realistically without all those post-workout things, your workout's not done. It's just, exactly. yep. that's like you said, that should be, if your workout's an hour and you're not, not making time for recovery, then cut it down to 50 minutes and make 10 minutes for that. Right. So I also want to add in, in terms of just support. So we were talking about having your cycle and missing your cycle. So this is something that I'm going to be talking about um, tonight on my live, and it will be aired on the podcast later next week, but just how to support your body during the times of your cycle. Um, So uh, you'll hear a little bit more about that because lots of times like females, it's their menstruation time and they're like feeling like blah and tired. And it's like, you have to support your body during different times of your cycle. And that's going to come from nutrition and exercise and just mindfulness as well. So we'll talk more on that, but it's also very important to kind of shift your your mindset and your exercising to feel more like in tune and in flow with where you're at in your cycle. Changing those expectations to recognize what can my body do right now? What what's appropriate to ask of it? And then following that, not this is what I think it should be. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Awesome, Yannicka. This has been a really great chat. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it. If if anybody has questions, of course, you guys are always welcome to uh, reach out to anybody, any of us, any of the co- coaches at Nourish. And no, thanks for having me on. Yes. And we'll be back again in a, probably a week or two with something um, exciting to chat about again with Coach Yannicka. So thank you so much, Yannicka, for joining. And I'll talk to you guys all very soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you found value in today's episode, I would love it if you would share this with any friends or family who would benefit from the podcast or leave a review down below. If you are ready and want help in taking the next step in your health and wellness journey, you can head over to my Instagram, nourish.withnicole, click the link in my bio and fill out an application and learn how you can live your happiest, healthiest life. Thank you so much and I can't wait to chat next week.